Welcome to Teeth and Tea. My name is Nicole Ortega. And my name is Allison Cuevas. And today we're going to talk to you about the latest and greatest technologies in dentistry. So I'm going to let Allison open it up again because she has some really exciting technology she wants to talk to you about. Yes. So today was my first day ever using the Lanap laser. It's a really cool laser. It's super new. And um, I was able to help with the doctor doing the laser today. And I was just so excited. So basically, we had done a presentation pre-COVID. And we just loved what it was doing. It was you know, when you go to school, they teach you that you can't regenerate bone. Like we could do a deep cleaning to stop, you know, the bacteria from breaking down of the bone, the teeth sit in. Well, this was like resetting my whole way of learning because it was like, guess what? Now we can actually regenerate the bone that the teeth sit in and the results from all their presentations and there was periodontis in there. Um, showed really amazing results, like new bone around teeth, around implants, just in general, making the gums look amazing. So my doctor that I worked for purchased the laser and um, we've done a couple procedures, but this is the first one that I did with him. And it's very interesting. So what it is, is you, the doctor initially, we numb full mouth. So let's say you diagnose an SRP, you would just diagnose the deep cleaning and the laser together. And okay. we just numb full mouth. And then we, um, we start with the doctor goes in and everybody in the room has to have like, you know, the laser eyeglasses. We have to have like a big sign outside that nobody can enter unless protective eyewear, like lasers and in, going in. And um, what happens is the laser, he starts with the laser, goes around each tooth, and it actually can, like, spark a little bit around the teeth. It was very interesting to watch. And it was a very thin, thin, like, red laser, and it just goes right underneath um, the gums, right around each tooth. He just wrapped it around a couple times, and then it was my turn, and we used a piezo, and there's three different special tips that we have to use, so the initial one was pretty thick. I go around, break off any tartar, go up underneath the gums, and really flush everything, and the, we use chlorhexidine the whole time we're doing the procedure. Well, like, instead of water and, like, the Cavitron, it's a actual chlorhexidine in there, not diluted. Mm-hmm. And then there is like the tip is like a little ball and I had to like go underneath the gums and kind of go around with the little ball and the ultrasonic and it's just kind of pulling the gums, I guess, away from the tooth a lot more. Are you and- pushing? Like, do you push down or is it just like gliding it as normal? Just gliding it as normal. Okay. And then the final one is where you're supposed to like walk it around and tap the bone with like a thicker tip or like no I would say it's actually thinner it's like a thin long tip but you're going as far down and tapping the bone and going around each tooth and then um the last part doctor goes in and lasers and like there's just a ton of blood after that because the final laser is supposed to coagulate the blood and basically regenerate everything and so um so yeah, it was pretty exciting. It was really cool. It took like about for the full mouth. Now this patient was missing a lot of teeth. So they had like, you know, and we're trying to save a lot of these teeth. So some of them are mobile and some of them are like the distal root of 30 was just completely, you could see all of it. So I was like, Mm -hmm. let's 
let's save this too, you know? Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. It was, it was really, it was really interesting. It was really exciting. I, I love new technology and this is really exciting to be a part of because a lot of, you know, deep cleanings and everything's pretty much been the same since I started. So this was the first new, like big thing that we got in our office that I love. Now in the office I work at, we also have the iTero, which is like a 3d scanner. That's actually really cool too. A lot of patients love that. We use that for Invisalign. It just makes a 3d mold of the teeth and the patients can see what we see. And so it's a lot easier to talk about treatment, especially because they're like, wow, I can see my, my actual tooth and zoom in to it. You know, it's really cool. Um, so with that, when you do the iTero scanner, because I know my yes. office had that as well. This was like right when COVID popped. So I've never had the opportunity to actually utilize that machine, but they were super pumped about it. So when you do that, are you doing that at every appointment or is there specific patients you use it with? And then I can only imagine like the conversations that opened up. So then I'm thinking like time management. So how does that work with your schedule? So every single patient, if they're a new patient, they get an iTero scan in my office. And if you are an existing patient and you have pending treatment, then we normally will do a new scan. But it just, it depends, like if it's available, because we only have one in the, in the whole office and there's seven operatories. So if a patient has had a scan within the last year, we normally don't do a new scan, even if they have pending treatment. But if for whatever reason, like, let's say they're grinding their teeth a lot or like something's changed and they say like something in my mouth feels different or this tooth in particular, I'll say let's scan it because you can mirror the image and see like maybe you chipped a little bit of the tooth off or maybe that whole filling fell out and things like that. And you could see it like exactly how your tooth was before and what it is now. So it's really nice to have that. And so then do you go and get the scanner and then yes. take the time to do that? And I explain? actually, yeah, okay. I'm actually the only hygienist in the office that doesn't scan all the other hygienists still do all their own iTero scans. I get, I grab an assistant, but that's going to change soon. I have, you know, I've been there for so long, but now time management wise, like you were saying, it's, it's getting hard because there aren't enough assistants and there's not enough time. So, um, but again, the office I work on is pretty big. There's enough operatories to like, you know, if I'm running a little bit, drop like, somebody in. Room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll set up another room to put my patient into the next room and just kind of, because I feel like it's very vital sometimes to even explain treatment or just before I grab doctor to even do the exam, it's so much easier to, for him to even sit there and just show the patient what I'm talking about or anything like that. I love it. Oh yeah. No, I definitely think like having all that stuff taken, having the x-rays, having the charting, the periodontal charting, mm -hmm. having the scan done before the examination is critical because otherwise it's kind of like you're just wasting time because they're going to be like, well, go ahead and do this and then I'll come back. Yeah. So, and you know, I would love to have it as an RDHAP. I would love to have like a handheld one to like right. take with patients and just let them see like the tartar come off or just, you know, that would be really nice. And I think that the future of dentistry is definitely going to have that, like where we could maybe like send that to, you know, the doctor that we work with or whatnot to say like, Hey, this patient, you know, looks like they need this or that and send it to them and do like a virtual um, exam. I think a hundred percent that's the future of dentistry and, you know, 
Oh yeah, no, it. teledentistry <laughs> is definitely like it's yes. what it, it is the dentistry. Like that's uh-huh. really what it's going to look like, especially now after this virus Pandemic. and everyone's yeah, like just everyone's awareness. I definitely think home, literally, home care is where you can receive your care. And I know UOP is really awesome with their teledentistry. Yes. Um, I just really hope that the state just lets us do more. It just goes back to like, like, please stop restricting us because we really provide critical care to people who cannot, you know, go to the dental office, who have no access. And it's just so inhumane. So I just really urge the state and everyone on that level to let us well, provide this care. Of the state, did you yes. hear what Newsom? I'm, I'm so excited for us. Yeah, you go ahead, girl. You go ahead and roll with that one. Oh my gosh. So basically, he signed a bill, and RDHAPs are allowed to administer local and nitrous oxide as long as we have oxygen available, as long as we have someone who is also CPR trained. Um, we can do local now, which is amazing. I mean, you could do local in private practice. So yeah, it's huge. Such a game changer because I feel like, I mean, every day in private practice, I literally numb for the doctor, all his fillings, all his crowns. I'm the one who numbs for him. They grab the assistants, grab me. So they, they could just, you know, he could just relax and then he just goes in there and does what he needs to do. So for me, it's like, I do it all the time, every day in private practice. And so I thought, you know, we should be able to do that, especially we're dealing with patients that like have not seen the dentist for forever, have not had access to care. Bone loss. They have a lot of bone loss, you know, so therefore you have pockets and therefore you need that. Provide the best care, you know, and get every single piece of calculus off the tooth so you can get, so you can, so everything can heal. I don't think anyone really understands that unless you get every single piece of calculus and tartar off that root or off that tooth, Mm -hmm. there's going to be no healing and, you know, the potential of causing infection, et cetera, et cetera, exists. So I definitely think like, yeah, it's paramount. Anesthesia is a huge, plays a huge role in dental hygiene care. But especially Mm -hmm. for, like you're saying, for those people who have had no access, who have not had treatment in a long time, who are just elderly, we lose bone naturally as we age. And when we see elderly patients or patients who have periodontal disease, to keep them comfortable, to provide them with the best care possible, anesthesia should go hand in hand with the type of care we provide. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So it is something to be truly pumped about. Yes. I'm so excited because I think it's a gateway. Hopefully they will, you know, you know, Dental Hygiene Board of California will allow us to do more. Hopefully this will just open up as a floodgate. So RDTPs can I think just so. be free to go ahead and like do more. Private practice I worked at for over 10 years, we've never even had oxygen. So I was a little. No way. Yeah, no, we have oh no oxygen. In any office I've actually attempted at or worked at. We've never had oxygen. Wow. So when I heard that we had oxygen, I was thinking like, yeah, wow. I was thinking like, oh, God, I never had to have that in private practice here in the Bay Area. Um, and so it was a shocker to kind wow. of hear that. I mean, I get why. So we just with have... oxygen. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very fortunate. I really, really do love the doctor I work for in private practice because he's 
I think because his dad was an anesthesiologist, he's very mm-hmm. like medical mindset. Mm-hmm. And so we take blood pressure with a pulse oximeter on every patient. And if they're below, like the recommended is they needed to, they need to be like above 95. It'll like start marking if they're below that. So if they're below 95, he actually asks us to put them on oxygen and he'll keep them on the whole procedure. Yeah. And so, um, that's great. Cause so, that's not I, the standard actually, of care. So I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. And I do hope school we took, I mean, we didn't do pulse oximeter 10 years ago, but we did blood pressure. And as soon as I graduated, was out in private yeah. practice. No one did blood pressure, you know? So it's like I know. these little things, they really do matter. You know, they you can matter. save someone's life. You really could. Literally. And you know what? I will say there have been like two or three patients that, we literally dismissed because their blood pressure was too high. And we said, like, you need to go get a physician, you know, yeah, physical. Yeah, go to that emergency room. Medical, <laughs> yeah, and we need a medical clearance because your blood pressure is too high. You need to be, you know, have it monitored. And we've had a couple patients that, like, found different dentists or whatnot. But I I was like, you know, I feel, like, ethically, we did the right thing. Oh, we yeah. did not treat the patient just to collect their money. No, we care about them. We want them to be patients for a long time. And we want them to be healthy. Yeah. Like, that's our goal. So That's great. Um, I think it's huge. I think it's amazing. Um, I also am a huge fan of nitrous. I think patient comfort is ideal. I, myself, when I have dental work, like, I, I've had an implant. I needed nitrous because I was like nervous, Nelly, yeah. going in there. And I mean, I work in dentistry and I I literally am totally all about, you know, if a patient needs to be comfortable and putting them on nitrous and in general, like I said, for RDJPs, like the the amount of patients that we see our patient pool, like those patients have decay a lot of times and their teeth are very sensitive and mobile and everything in between, like being able to get them comfortable and so that you can clean is like so huge. I'm so happy for us. I think that's oh, a huge yeah. Because the thing is, we don't want to hurt anybody, you mm-hmm. know, and it does hurt when you have pockets and you're down under that tissue so deep on that root. I mean, most yes. patients are sensitive as it is, you know, with just that, um, with the root visible, you know, and just that cold water hurts patients. So it is huge. I think that was phenomenal to see that and i'm so excited for and our also future. in in that um rdhs are allowed to apply topical varnish in like community settings which i mean that is like come on a no-brainer right <laughs> i didn't like, even no know brainer. that we needed to get that past that's crazy <laughs> yeah so. i definitely think that was i mean that was a long time coming Yes. I really hope that the United States of America can get past that one. Because I don't know if any other states are struggling with that. But I definitely think we have these niche populations. And even there's some areas, counties in California that do not have water fluoridation. Mm-hmm. And I think people nowadays just automatically assume, oh, we're California. We have water fluoridated drink. You know, you can drink the tap water and you're getting some fluoride from that. But no, like just as an example, um, Salinas in mm-hmm. California does not, Salinas County does not have water that's fluoridated because Martinelli's um, runs their company out of there. And if they had to fluoridate the water, that would cause the apple juice, all this issue and oh, compromise. Wow. And so what really was stunning to me is that when you think about Salinas and the community that it makes up, it's a lot of migrant farm workers 
And a lot of times they don't have dental insurance. Yeah. So when I did do some volunteering there, it was so sad because you'd see these little children, these children with just literally a mouthful of black teeth, just decayed teeth. Oh, and that's going to make me cry. (laughs) Yeah. It just broke. It broke me. You know, it really did. And I think that, um, it just went beyond because it's like, wow, it really painted a bigger picture early on in my career, how really followed the dollar, you know, and it was really sad to see just how Martinelli's had so much power over this whole community because they restricted fluoride, which was so essential, especially because of what composed of their community. You would think that a juice company would, <sighs> would really, if that's the you know, they would really need to have fluorinated water if that's, you know, what they're supplying their community with a lot. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was beyond. So I think, you know, don't just assume, especially nowadays, like do your due diligence, do your research and, um, make sure you are getting fluoride, especially, I really, really think in those niche populations with children, geriatric patients, and then, you know, everyone kind of in between, especially like, you know, high school children, that's another big age where I think people think, oh, they're competent, they know how to brush, they know how to floss, but look at their diets, you know, and the diets and what they're consuming, well, the acid switch in their mouth, the pH switch. I mean, there's a whole big issue is even if the water's fluorinated, everybody's drinking out of bottled water. So oh, realistically, yeah. you're actually not getting fluoride unless you have it in your toothpaste, unless you have it in your mouthwash. I mean... Even for myself, I normally drink out of bottled water. And so, um, you know, that's a big thing, too. Definitely. Well, yeah, no, I, I don't want to sound bougie, but I definitely don't drink tap water. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I really don't. Because it's the truth. I think people, especially from other countries, they come here and they're like, oh, my goodness, this is the United States or this is California. The water is so clean. And, you know, I'm sure relative, right? It's all relative. It, it is. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I don't trust my pipe. You know, I don't know enough. So no, I'm just, I, I don't. And you're right. It's yes. um, most people probably, especially in where we're living are not drinking tap water as it is. So what other technologies do you have in your office or that you like in dentistry and things like that? Do you have any others? Ones you want to well, I still feel like for me and especially my RDHAP practice, I love an intraoral camera. I yes. all of, cause in an, I love showing patients before and afters, and I know you do too. I love it. And so, right, I think it's great. I don't care who you are, how old you are, showing a patient a before and after is phenomenal. And, you know, those pictures speak a thousand words, you know. It's like you don't have to say anything. You just show it to them. Absolutely. And so I'm a huge fan of that. I know some practices shy away from it. They don't want to use them. But I definitely think it's great, especially not only to show patients, like, what we've done or what they're, you know, show their children, like this is your mother or father's mouth and before and after. Uh, but you can track just like healing progression. Um, and also I think it's just really good, like for liability because it's like, I really did do the cleaning and this is really what I, you know, did do, or, you know, people sometimes think, Oh my God, you took off a, a filling or you, you chipped my tooth. And it's like, no, I just removed that big chunk of calculus, you know, or that big yep. piece of tartar. Yeah, so I, I think, love when they say that. Yeah, right. And it's like, no, that's your real tooth. So I, I love an intraoral camera. And that's something I definitely still have um, with my own practice. And and they're not that expensive. And mm-hmm. 
I just made sure and I don't and now after getting it I got like a really big laptop because initially I was thinking oh I want my um, the people I serve to be able to see it clearly and a lot of them were Jerry you know elderly patients mm -hmm. and so I got this big screen so they could see it and I really don't think I needed to do all that but I did it and so now I'm thinking of upgrading because I don't need something that big but it was yeah. with the mindset of thinking, like, I really want them <laughs> to see this, you know, and I want them. That's amazing. Yeah. I, just, yes. I really think the power of people understanding um, what we do and, like, power of the treatment plan and explaining things and just making sure every question is answered, every I is dotted. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just about ethics. I really, really believe in it. And I want everyone to just feel like they've answered all their questions and, they know Absolutely. what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's great. I think that, just like you said, for me, before and after pictures are my favorite thing. Like, this is what excites me. It's like, I just love getting those crazy, heavy, deep cleanings that, like, you're sweating in there trying <laughs> to get that piece of tartar off. And just, like, the feeling of the after and, like, just seeing their gums, like, tighten up and just working as a team. Like, that's what I'm, like, this is why I love what I do because I get results and I love just, you know, working with people and making them. I mean, the first visit, like, you know, a lot of times people are nervous and they're scared and they're just, they don't know what to expect. But I think that we have to set the tone to be, like, we're going to get you healthy and let's do it. And just us being excited isn't enough like them being able to see their own like in a picture it's like wow oh my gosh yeah I can see that yeah like, there's I'm no denying before. it yeah there's mm -hmm. no denying it and I think a lot of time people they don't want to look in their mouths or they mm -hmm. think something they think one way but when you see it it's just black and white at that point you know there's just no ifs ands or buts about it it is what it is and it's like it allows them even to take a little ownership and then mm -hmm. it, it empowers them to also help them with their home care at home and like, you know, be the change that they want to see in their own mouth and body. Absolutely. Yes. So the other thing that I wanted to mention about like new technologies and stuff is that we have something called a Sedexis and in private practice, it's like, mm -hmm. a, it's basically a 3d Panorex x-ray, but you could, um, it's actually like 40 actually. And it, goes spins around and it like gets your whole skull and your neck and everything and what I want to say is that that has saved lives we mm. have been able to see clogged arteries we've been able to see like I have referred so many patients to go get like you know you need to go see a cardiologist because I see there's these little you know calcium deposits I think in your nerve you know I mean inside mm -hmm. of the um arteries and that has been a big eye-opener for me for sure so um yeah I mean that that thing is pretty amazing we can see like you know if if uh, a tooth that you would normally like take a you know PA of that mm -hmm. might be a root canal you can only see you know one side of it when you can actually look and see oh my gosh the palatal canal wasn't even filled like, and it's draining and you couldn't see it on the other way. You know, it's so yeah. cool to see that. So, um, especially cause we place implants in the private practice I work at. We need that because oh, it yeah, measures yeah. the bone and all that stuff, but it's really cool to see. I really love that. That machine is really cool. Yeah. Um, imaging I think is going to be huge also in the next, you know, 10, 20 years, considering digital just came about. I mean, when I was 
an assistant in 99, I remember when we got our first like digital sensor system and that was <laughs> so huge. And it's so funny because there's a girl that she's my like IG friend, I guess you can call it on uh, yeah. Instagram. And she's a dental hygienist and her office still makes her do <gasps> traditional no analog way. film. No and way. I just was like, I know she's not in California because I mean, I think they're out, like you can't even do that here right like in California it's against the law because of radiation exposure right so I feel like maybe in her state it's okay still I don't know but I just thought like on so many levels all these things are going through my head but also like I don't know if you ever did that I think in school we had to do it also just to like learn the the way it used to be um but the smells of the chemicals and the time <laughs> yeah. that it takes and I told her today I was like time is money especially in private practice right so if you're t- waiting on those films to develop, especially an FMX, I mean, I couldn't even imagine taking an analog no, FMX, no. exposing it, and then figuring, remember, like, putting them all, put those 18 films all in. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. Yes. Get out little, of here. Oh, my gosh. So, so I, digital is everything. Yes. yes. I, imaging is the way it's going to just really pop off, and I think it's huge. <laughs> I mean, it's all about preventive care, and especially as hygienists, we really highlight that. So. I think that even in our NHAP practices in the next 10, 20 years, we're going to be able to utilize things that are a lot more mobile because that is what dentistry is about nowadays. No matter where you are, it's going to be mm-hmm. mobile care. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, to touch base on RDHAPs as far as the x-rays, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, on like the RDHAP Connect and stuff, a lot of people are talking about, you know, insurance declining because they didn't have x-rays and you know, I think that we're going to be required to take a lot more extra. If you take insurance, you're going to have to get a unit. And um, that's just the the bottom line because they're I, not going to pay. I know. And I think it's just crazy to me. And I mean, I get it, but it's just, it's so beyond. But at the end of the day, I if you have a nomad or if you have some mm-hmm. sort of x-ray system uh, that's, you know, you're mobile with or is handheld, just please read the directions because you just have to be really careful with radiation. I know that like it's most of it's all digital now, so it's very minimal. But when I read all these studies and see how, you know, mm-hmm. RDHs and women in dentistry have such a rise in cancers now and they're relating it back to radiation exposure or scatter. I just think like really be careful, keep, keep parallel um, and just, invest in like those radiation gowns, invest in those radiation um, gloves and different things help just prevent because again, our PPE really helps save us. I mean, we help save lives, but our PPE helps us be able to do what we do. So yeah, if you do that, just take care of yourself because no one else can do it but yourself. You know, you got to take care of you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's kind of the only other thing that I really love when um a new technology was the cordless hand polisher i've always used a cord one and then when i got the cordless it was i mean i know the other hygienist she was telling me she's like oh i don't like this it's not as powerful (laughs) but for me i was like oh my it's amazing for like ergonomics i'm not like you know especially for me when i was treating some like obese patients or patients who are a lot Mm -hmm. taller that cord i was fighting that cord the whole time and I love that. Too. Right? I loved it. It was just Which such a game changer. Which one do you use? Uh, Midmark, I want to say. Or Midwest. I've tried the Midwest one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't tried that one. But I know that um, 
Um, the one that I use is the Arrow, and it's amazing. It's got like a pink sleeve. I love it. Um, I know I should take it when I go to private practice. I only use it for my RDHAP business, but I do feel like it's way better than having that, you know, the cords mm-hmm. and everything. It's just so much lighter and easier and faster. I just feel like faster, I'm faster yes. and I'm more efficient and it glides and I just love that. So yeah, that's kind of like, I ha- I mean, like I said, I haven't used Itero yet. Um, but even in my RDHAP practice, it's just even those little things have really been very impactful. And, um, yes. you know, and I, and there's only more, I mean, I feel like between the PPE and technology, it's going to be so big for dentistry and for the RDHAP. It's just, I can't even, I, like you said, if we can invent something, do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for really. Sure. I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited for us. I think that this has just been a really good eye opener. Like things are going good for RDHAPs. I think in general, I think that, you know, we are going to get stronger and better and, this pandemic has been good for us. You know, some, some industries are really struggling, but I think more and more people are realizing I'd rather have home care, you know, at home, have my teeth clean and be, you know, safe. And I just, I love it. I'm just so grateful. We are, we're doing it, you know? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. I definitely say go be an RHAP if you're thinking about it in California and hopefully California just continues to let us shine and let us Yep. Well, um, yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback on everything. So if you have any other topics you want us to cover, yes, please let us know and like and share our podcast, mm-hmm. Teeth and Tea, because we really enjoy, you know, meeting up every week and gift to gab. So hopefully you enjoy it. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. We'll talk soon.